0: Oh hey, I'm Emily, and this is my best friend Rachel. Hey, I'm Rachel, and in 2010, aged 18 and fresh out of secondary school, we went on a gap year, travelling to five countries in five months. Shockingly, it didn't always go so well. We lost passports, ran out of money, jumped out of aeroplanes, and landed ourselves in endless ridiculous scenarios. But what we also managed to do is write a blog about our experiences. And without smartphones or Instagram at our disposal, this blog is the only record we have of the trip of our
1: young lives. And 11 years on, we're reliving it all by reading back over our diary entries for your listening pleasure. Welcome to the Gap Year Diaries podcast. Mm. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> sheepish. <laughs> <laughs> she is coming up to literally barring into the mic. Me.
0: Hello, hi. hello, Rachel. Hi Emily. Hi listeners. <laughs> hi. <laughs> Do you want to say hi to anyone's pets this week, or just keep it human got, focused?
1: If anyone's got a chaffinch, I'll say hi. Chaffinch. To yeah. <laughs> Un- unusual pet choice. <laughs> Not one I've seen overly often. <laughs> Have you ever
0: seen a pet chaffinch? <laughs>
1: no but i bet they exist and i bet somebody out there has a pet chaffinch and they've always wanted somebody to greet their chaffinch And <laughs> it's just happened now god i hope that's true because that's beautiful
0: there'll be like a twitter campaign of like greet my chaffinch <laughs> rape my
1: chaffinch break my chaffinch.com <laughs> <Break my> chaffinch. <laughs> wow oh my god do you remember when we used to end every insult with like .co.uk like forward slash
0: (laughs) yes because i still do and sometimes it hyperlinks (laughs) because it's an actual website (laughs) like if you put like ridiculous.com and then it's like hyperlinked do you want to visit (laughs) ridiculous.com
1: No, oh I my don't. god i had this image of you saying it out loud and then it like verbally turning into a blue link i was like no we're not quite there no yeah that's we're not, not quite, quite what i meant but you meant like texting it a written insult yes but you used to do like long <laughs> sentences and be like .co.uk <laughs> outside the maths block where we used to do maths <laughs> together <laughs> yeah we were in the same so maths class, weren't we? Uh, yeah we were yes yeah. yes we were yeah we for were. gcse we were we- <laughs> it was me you amy and rosie On the same little line. This is really accessible content for me. It really is. But we also had this Australian teacher that used to say, get your finger out. And we also used to try really hard not to laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. D- what on earth? <laughs> didn't expect it to go to this r- route, but No, you know. I really didn't expect us to end up like remembering
0: it. Mr. Grant, our old math teacher, and yet here he is. Name oh, checks. Mr Grant. Mr Grant dot <laughs> com. Which is definitely a site. Um anyway, hello everyone. <laughs> Hi guys. Welcome to episode five of series two of the Gap Year Diaries podcast. Um yes welcome one and all if you're new here a quick recap we are two best friends from the uk and we are rereading our overly detailed and ludicrous blogs from when we went traveling 11 years ago um and we're currently reliving our time in the second country of our trip peru south america Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um rachel Mm -hmm. dear sweet rachel (laughs) yes you're quite fuzzy on my screens oh really <laughs> i mean that's not a problem i just like it's just kind of making you sort of blurry around the edges like oh. a little sort of mirage of yourself <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, a couple of like i'm looking at you missing. through through, some, through I'm a fish tank at you through the glass <laughs> <laughs> don't know how much time <laughs> Look has in the glass. but firm, firm oh my feels god feels hello a song forever. that you know
0: the words to no where was that 11 years ago
1: forever feels like you're sitting all oh alone god. inside is this, is, is this
0: the you is this the used or is it someone else
1: mm, stone sour stone sour you're quite yeah. right rachel
0: stone sour You're quite right it's what amazing. has happened <laughs> <laughs> How have you got this knowledge all of a sudden?
1: Because um, it was a while ago, a long, literally two thousand and seven vibes. You remember where we used to have MSN, and we used to have those, you know, MSN titles as our yes. names Yeah, we used to put. What's song they call them? Our statuses. The they were statuses. And uh, Chris had the lyrics to that song in his MSN name, and I thought it was the coolest thing, and I loved it. And this, I wow. might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he said that song reminded me of you. I was like, oh, <laughs> And, okay. yeah, and that's it <laughs> and that's how i know that's all. right right <laughs> right I'm why don't you just bloody tell me how you are <laughs> uh, t- well guys i've moved um not back to thailand but i have moved from london um no that's not even true <laughs> I'll I have you. gone from true, the town of Bishop Stortford that is uh, between London and Cambridge and moved down to Hampshire Southampton Way and I'm living in a little place called Totten and I've already upset the neighbour by <laughs> parking oh, in the God. wrong space. Oh yeah. <laughs> Web's, um, It's easily done I find. Eh? <laughs> Neighbours are easily upset. <laughs> by a car. I just don't understand why people get very upset about a car that is not blocking or disrupting anything. I just don't have it in. Me to get upset.
0: Yeah, I don't understand why, especially since I recently upset my neighbours by uh smashing a whiskey glass at one AM by their bin stores and then trying to clear it up with a dustpan and brush incredibly loudly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that fair
1: enough. <laughs> Parking in a place that's not particularly obstructive don't get it no i just i don't understand honestly like continue living your lives in peace and that's what i can say Piss. well just send them this episode and i'm sure that'll mend all the bridges (laughs) exactly hopefully imagine if they're listening to it (laughs) um emily how are you
0: um, yeah, I'm I'm am alright, I'm fine, I'm a little bit sleepy at the moment, just got those sort of like early autumn vibes of just like yeah. a little dormouse just ready to curl up and hibernate but Aww. I don't think my uh, place of work would be too thrilled if I hibernated, <laughs> especially if I was just like, guys, uh, I'll see you in six months, <laughs> sure everything's fine. <laughs> um, other than that, I'm still riding high off the um, absolutely heartwarming vibes of the mum-ep, Oh Which was just goodness, so lovely.
1: Yeah. Wasn't it a lovely episode, guys? If you haven't listened oh. to it, it's called Mama. It was super cute. It was great to have Yvonne and Jane onto the show. So thank you so much for coming on board onto the show. Um we're looking forward to having other guests in the future as well. But they did a great job. That was the first time they had both ever podcast before, and God they help were them. better than us, I think. They say. were yeah, they were so chilled. They were chilled. I'm predicting in
0: Yvonne and Jane's spin-off series. <laughs>
1: i love that (laughs) i liked it i liked it as well with both of us at the beginning like kind of you know speaking them through come on mum, this is how we
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) i know
1: bless them but they really got the hang of it by the end they were absolutely smashing it they were incredible yeah thank you so much um right let's dive into this episode though so let's do a little recap so last week we painted the frankly wildly ridiculous scene of emily and i performing a song from the obscure British sitcom, The Mighty Boosh, to a poor unsuspecting local family on an island on Lake Titicaca. After this horrifying occurrence, (laughs) we had attended a lovely party in the village hall in full Peruvian regalia and danced our little hearts out. And we, yeah, it was so
0: cute. Um, It was super cute. We recovered very well from that um,
1: sort of damage
0: we did with that Mighty Boosh song. (laughs) All of us did very well to sort of brush that under the carpet, pretend it didn't happen and move on with our lives, I think. <laughs>
1: Did I didn't even write imagery.
0: about it in the Di- Diary of Nonsense. It wasn't no, even mentioned. No, the Diary mentioned. of Nonsense is it's conspicuous in its absence in the Diary of Nonsense. Yeah, it
1: is. Sometimes I like to check in on it, see how it's doing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> see what's going on in there. Probably because we used all the pages in the Diary of Nonsense to write out the lyrics to, like, endless dizzy rascal's back. No, no, no that,
1: I, I'm sure that... I'm sure that's, that's in there, there isn't it? it? But at the back pages, we wrote down every single place we slept. Every single place, including, I think, at one point, an airport floor. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, God. yeah. All the hostels. Oh, wow. All the names of nicknames of people. I think we said this before. Anyway, um... Emily, what's going to happen? What's the overview yes. of today's episode? Let's overview today. So today we um, awake still on Lake Titicaca, um,
0: before beginning the journey back to shore, um, swinging by the famous Euros reed islands en route for a mosey about. So yeah, we we travel back towards Puno, but stopping off at these incredible floating islands that are made of reeds called the Euros reed islands. Um and yeah that's basically it yeah again i've managed to make an entire blog out of very little
1: <laughs> oh i wouldn't say that i would say the eurus reed islands not were uh, were real highlights but they oh just absolutely weren't absolutely. mentioned they were stunning uh, well we're gonna have some no- lovely pictures on the instagram feed yeah, of and them. were they mentioned in the hammer and Dove nonsense? No, I don't. I don't oh, know why no. I didn't write
0: about it. I wrote about <laughs>
1: other nonsense, was... but not actual.
0: <laughs> you wrote about endless things about cheese and pineapples. Oh, and... honestly,
1: um, I would sit here and recount it, but nobody needs to sit and listen to that because no, we, we really have don't. an episode to start, and I believe that this week, um, it is me to read the first half, and then Emily to read the second half. This blog was written by Emily as usual. The pronouns have just been adapted for your listening convenience (laughs) oh oh that
0: was very professional that whole little spiel you did there oh cheers (laughs) love that (laughs) do you want to begin
1: um yeah um i really wanted it right um (laughs) yeah (laughs) so (laughs) okay an unappreciated cacophony of cockerels crowing. Oh, I like that. Nice bit of alliteration. Yeah, that was three three C's. Three I know you C's. love that. Triple alliteration. Mm-hmm. Sheep bang, like we were doing at the beginning. Oh, oh it all my god. in. Subconsciously <laughs> went in there. <laughs> and dogs barking awoke Em and I from our slumber this morning um, and shivering as we clambered out of the healthy layers of handmade blankets. I like that interesting adjective there, healthy. I was actually going to say that. I was like... Really,
0: like This is a common theme in these blogs is that I use adjectives that make no sense at all. Like, How are layers of blankets healthy in any conceivable maybe, way? Maybe
1: like... to keep you warm is a sense of keeping you healthy. No, Rachel, don't try and justify oh, it. Quite it's honestly it. just madness. <laughs> <laughs> it's just mad rambling. Please continue. Uh, so we got up and we mutually wondered if there had been any kind of improvement on the recently discovered sunburn situation. Unsurprisingly, there hadn't and our noses, cheeks, foreheads were still booming out at us in the mirror in all their scarlet splendor oh god the sunburn yeah. the
0: ongoing sunburn i think it was several weeks before we fully recovered from that to be honest Easily. maybe we never will <laughs> um but maybe thankfully no we deep. did
1: we definitely did but under the surface who knows <laughs> who knows be what's like going on in sporty, there <laughs> you know those um you know under the skin like yeah you can they? get those cameras can't yeah. you that like look look in at your
0: skin damage and they're like you have the skin of a 65 year old and you're like oh you're like, like, oh no, and not that that's
1: happened to me I wouldn't like one of those scans would. I don't like dots no. I have trypophobia which for anyone that oh doesn't God, know yes, of what this silly word means um silly on behalf of myself if anyone does suffer with this my condolences it's horrible but it means when you when you get like shivers and you're generally quite phobic and fearful of clusters of different size dots um no oh. Oh. don't like it mr blobby
0: is your absolute
1: nemesis mr blobby's okay those dots are kind of big they're more like circles and splodges they're all right but cracked oh, mud so like it can happen dots. with um like cracked mud really small measles dots oh, oh it's wow. literally making me yeah like ants really yeah yeah no. so funny yeah i mean
0: i did know this about you but i didn't know the quite quite how it functioned
1: it just gives you shivers and it gives you a really deep set, so uncomfortable feeling in your body. It feels like something's crawling all over you and you go what very far. Dalmatians? And flush. No, Dalmatians are okay or anything like a structured, <laughs> structured linear set of, of dots is okay. Um, no, animal so if print I is fine. Some,
0: if I drop some pasta sauce on the floor,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I, maybe that would distress you mm-hmm. for other reasons.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> cloned it up now
0: <laughs> i don't know why i'm trying to find really random examples of things that you'd find repulsive like this really isn't a good use of anyone's time um,
1: <laughs> definitely you know that's that advert that av- uh, where okay we're getting into something a bit mad um we're absolutely digressing yeah we're like digressing now. hugely right let's continue let's so do a we had sunburnt skin everybody this is where we're up to and we've woken up in the morning and we had a whole paragraph about that <laughs> <laughs> of course we fucking did <laughs> Presently, we were alerted to breakfast time by a cheery shout from Fausto, who was our host father and blearily staggered down the wooden steps from our room into the kitchen. Then we found Magdalena, Sonia, Francesca and an amazing pile of sizable pancakes on the table complete with jam and sugar. The pile was of course munched down by us in a shamefully short space of time and after confirming with Sonia that they were tasty we were presented with another one each. Once these were consumed more were provided. This <laughs> continued for such a long Period of time that we were left wondering if the pancake stream would ever relent, and our lives were now destined to be this way forevermore. Emily, <laughs> oh my god, another ridiculous
0: hyperbole to add to the collection. Like I love how I try to make it just a sort of like post-truth, like I don't know, like Aldous Huxley novel of madness like for fuck's
1: sake it's just someone cooking us pancakes yeah really <laughs> destined to be this way forevermore. my god it almost sounds like biblical as well like we're just i know stuck in honestly just so unbelievably and unnecessarily dramatic <laughs> i can't even i can't account for it um eventually magdalena ran out of steam and all ingredients and we were right you have written here we were freed from the batter marathon and would have left mere mortals by the wayside. I mean, um, <laughs> we were freed. I know. What is this lexicon of cruelness? I don't honestly
0: know. I really, I can't. I'm sorry. I've just, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I do this. I don't know why. Um, Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't justify it. Basically some absolutely lovely kind people were cooking us pancakes and cooking us loads of pancakes <laughs> and somehow I found that to be, you know, disple- displeasurable. I don't. I honestly, I don't know why. I can't. I've got nothing. I thought about it for a while. I was like, what yeah. Was going on in so, my head? and also, it was. Completely I think I was food. just trying. <laughs> I think I was just trying to be a legend. Is the only way I can. kind <laughs> oh, bless Like you. I think I was just trying to make my writing really sort of you know like compelling, but mm. in the end, I just sound like a literal maniac. <laughs> Which you know is a
1: fine line to tread, and many many tip over into the wrong side of it, but. I um, learned that lesson early on. Well, I really appreciate you, you know, being able to write it down as I've said many, many a times before. And you know that um, you know, piss taking it is just part of the fun that we're doing. But That's I know. The whole what the point were... of the podcast. Yeah. I'm under no illusions. <laughs> <laughs> really not gonna take offence
0: at it. <laughs> Love it. Imagine if I just threw my laptop across the floor and was like, Fuck you, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> You'd never appreciated my art. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god you once said to me in New Zealand Sam I oh know you're having this conversation and you were like even a piece of paper can be considered art <laughs> oh my god why
0: am I like this why was I like this oh god such a little pretentious
1: oh. little twat <laughs> you were having a full blown argument and I was just there like just chilling <laughs> yeah bless fair you. Place you Rach anyway uh let's continue with uh where we are in our day um complaining about too many pancakes uh so <laughs> as soon as we dragged our now much heavier selves back up to the room <laughs> to pack it was time to say an emotional farewell to our Peru family forever um you've just immediately said here this done we whacked on our woolly hats but I do just want to say That in my handwritten diary of nonsense, Mm -hmm. I said I was in tears and I was really emotional about leaving them. And you said, get a grip. (laughs) You were like, (gasps) we've only been here one night. (laughs) No way. I told you to get a grip. (laughs) And I felt that clearly (laughs)
0: resonated with you enough for you to write it down. (laughs) But not the year Yeah, three bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe I could be, you know, hyperbolling it up a little bit. But, but I definitely remember up, being like, I definitely remember you saying to me, yeah, like, Rach, why are you getting so upset? And Get
0: a grip. I- <laughs> What a heartless bastard I was. <laughs> a pretentious, heartless little bastard.
1: Love you. <laughs> and you went
0: travelling around the world with me for five months. God bloody bless loved you.
1: It. I bloody loved it.
0: Um, I'm so sorry. I think it was um, as well. That. I
1: think it was my mum's birthday on that day and I was sort of oh missing my mum. Oh my God. Oh my God. Goodbye to this lovely Peruvian oh, mother.
0: Fucking <laughs> hell. I can only apologise, Rachel. I can only apologise. It's okay. Thank <laughs> God you haven't held it against me. Or maybe you <laughs> have, haven't
1: you? No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Okay. As soon... Sorry, sorry. Yeah, i just restart that paragraph for you guys, for your listeners. As soon as we had dragged our now much heavier cells back up to our room to pack, it was time to say an, an emotional... It was time to say an emotional farewell to our Peru family forever. This done, we whacked on our woolly hats and followed Francesca down to the shore to the cruise back to Puno on the Jolly Sea Craft. (laughs) Again, why not just say boat, Emily? But you did hear the three hour boat ride.
0: Yay! Uh, Ah, finally! (laughs) Woo! (laughs)
1: The three-hour boat ride passed in a sleepy haze, with everyone recovering from the intensity of the day before. After a while, we were dropped off for a casual mosey around the Eurus Reed Islands, which, as the name heavily hints, are a group of floating islands made from reeds. We could feel this fact more than... (laughs) We could feel this fact more than we may have liked as we stepped onto one of them and immediately rocked violently due to our buoyancy. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I don't
0: think it was quite... It wasn't like... Whoa! It was like total wipeout, for God's sake. It's <laughs> such an exaggeration. I think it was basically what it was, is that you stepped onto these islands and you could feel that they were floating, is basically what it was. It wasn't like... Whoa! <laughs> You know, one of who's gonna wavy, go overboard, guys? Yeah, <laughs> like, it, w- it definitely wasn't like that. So I, again, I don't know why I've written it like that. I can only assume for a, a desperate plea for attention. Um, <laughs> but yeah, do
1: you remember stepping out onto them? Because I actually do clearly remember that. Yes, I do remember that little bit of of rocking backwards and forwards. I do feel like the whole painting a picture needs to come in in on here uh so we're on the lake and (laughs) um please please feel free to cut in at any point um no you go so picture the scene it was a beautiful sky blue azure day and the sun was f- in full steam, so we, me and you, were coated <laughs> head to toe with sun cream on in layers, <laughs> <laughs> slathered, <laughs> slathered. And we were on this cool boat, and just you know, to the right, left, and the horizon, there were all these little, all these sort of satellite reed islands and I Mm. promise you I remember how golden you know golden yellow they were Mm. and I remember a wonderful statue a wonderful kind of architecture made from the reeds and I swear Mm. I remember them saying that's a school That's like the doctors, that's a hospital, and that's like the hall, and they were just all made of reeds, and that was almost it, and you could see just these, it almost looked like you were at the theatre, because they were covered head to toe with these gorgeous flamboyant, brightly coloured garments that were all handmade. Um and they would just have this community on their on their Reed Islands. And I remember getting yeah. off and having the sort of slight shake and how the Reed Islands were made were I know we have said that out of reeds, but um you but they would rot quite quickly. So you would need to harvest mm-hmm. more reeds to put you know, to layer them back up again. So it's mm. just this constant yeah. sort of ecosystem of mm uh replenishment uh, which Mm. was all hand done but it was probably the most easily maybe one of the most eco-friendly places in the world i would say that we visited i can't i can't state that as a fact but yeah well i i imagine it was fairly
0: sustainable like Mm. it was a a self-sufficient community yeah yeah they were they were creating their own um resources Mm -hmm. so yeah I imagine it was fairly sustainable but yeah that's a really good picture you painted there actually I'm glad you I'm glad you interjected to do that because I also really remember the um Mm. the boats do you remember those oh yeah like they they were they're such an iconic um shape aren't they they sort of have these these two uh, I don't know how to describe them but two kind of bottom I don't know I honestly couldn't think of a word but these two kind of yeah, like they were curved up at either side, weren't mm-hmm. they, on the bottom? But they were two separate kind of like bottom bits. It's the only way I can think to describe it. And they had this sort of like, yeah, more rectangular like shape of the boat on top. And they were made out of reeds, obviously. And they were kind of decorated with, yeah, as you say, the like hand woven textiles mm. and they were just absolutely beautiful. Like, cause you had this absolute, as you say again, azure, like blue backdrop. Cause mm. you had the sky, Not a cloud. And the lake not a cloud in the sky both those things were bright bright blue and then yeah the reeds were a really lovely golden color and mm. then you had the the lovely pinks and greens of the
1: of the textiles over the top it was really and it like it was even stunning. soft pink it was like fuchsia hot pink yeah
0: vivid vivid
1: mm. vivid bold colors i think vivid setting on your iphone like that kind of <laughs> that kind of and they had the most iconic part is they had the heads of llamas at the mm. front and they not real heads, no, 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 not record, no, but they had <laughs> these heads uh, to mimic the llamas and I think pumas, um, and mm. they were woven with the reeds, and just just the artistic demise that these that they had was incredible,
0: yeah, it, it they really were beautiful, like it, it was really quite breathtaking actually, to probably see them up close because I think we'd like gone past them on our way to Amantani. And we'd seen them sort of in the distance, but to see yeah. them up close, yeah, it was quite breathtaking. And we got God, to have remember.
1: a ride on them as well, which was really thrilling. And mm. um, also another thing is, um, I remember stepping off onto the island and being so warmly greeted by the community that lived on that specific island. And when I say island, they weren't very big. Like I'm talking, no, they weren't. You know how many, like <clears throat> fifty by fifty square meters.
0: I don't know. I honestly don't know. But I do remember they weren't very big. No, you could kind of see like from one side to the other, couldn't you? Oh, easily. On you could walk from one yeah. side to
1: the other within like, five, I would even say five minutes, like how short, how small they were. But um, they also had these big reed made watchtowers mm. as well. And you would have somebody come up and like watch over, which was yeah. really cool. But yeah, um, I don't want to talk too much about it anymore because we do talk about it in the blog. So let me continue on um, my final little bit of the paragraph. So, once we had all wobbled on, we were seated for a presentation from a Euros local named Federico about his life on the Reed Islands. After this, we were set free to wander around as we so wished. Oh my gosh, I recall this. He was talking about ducks. Yeah. And me and you had this conversation about ducks. Do you remember?
0: Did we? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. So he would explain (laughs) that they would have, you know, these water these water ducks and that they would hunt Mm. them and and kill them and eat them for meat and use their feathers and use their eggs and i think remembering that you had turned vegetarian on this trip i asked you would you do the same because the way they talked about it was so sustainable and um and i said emily would you eat a duck under these reasons and i think i remember you saying you would um and by the way, I just want to make this clear that I was not trying to catch Emily out and be like, oh, see, I told you you'd eat meat. It was more like, oh, OK, so from the ethics from this, because you always said and to this day you say that you're a pacifist in in eating meat and anything that has to do with it. But when you have a limited resources of nutrition, I, I, I wondered, yeah. do you remember that conversation?
0: Yeah, I vaguely do remember that conversation. It's obviously the kind of conversation that people love to <laughs> love to wield over me when you're a vegetarian not so much anymore now that being vegetarian and vegan is um way 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 more Mm. common but I think like people love to be like and I know this isn't what you were doing Rach but people do love to be like would you eat uh, meat under this circumstance would you eat meat under this circumstance and like yes you're quite right like a lot of the reasons I term vegetarian were to do with like the ethics around the meat industry so for that reason I guess like this the way that they were um handling the uh Killing and eating of these ducks is obviously way more ethical, way more sustainable, um and I have way or like hard you know I don't have a problem with it. I think also another aspect of my vegetarianism is that I personally don't feel like I could kill an animal mm-hmm. and for that reason, I feel a bit hypocritical to eat one mm-hmm. that someone else has killed, so I think maybe that would maybe stop me from doing it, but if I was, yeah, I mean if I had limited other nutritional options, maybe I would, but yeah. No. I do vaguely
1: remember that conversation. Now that you call back to it, I do. Um, I do very much admire that, and I could only wish I could be like that. I'm. Um, I'm trying. <laughs> I was having some pea and wheat ham. Like it's like a sort of a oh, vegetarian. I mean, vegan. that sounds absolutely disgusting, but I'm sure they've done a good job of it. <laughs> it's, it's it tastes better when you've got other Peer things with it. Wheat. But pea protein is probably my favorite. Yeah, pea meat protein is great. Substitute. Yeah. It's so good. Pea protein um burgers as well, if you ever get one. Mm. Um yes, yeah, so sorry, yeah. So we were listening to um we were listening to that and we were learning all about their culture, which sort of gone a little bit from my mind since um after this i love it again <laughs> after this we were set free to wander around as we so wish no sooner had we left the protection of the group that um em and i were firmly led around by another local in her home and we peered around at the reedy extravaganza we were met with we took in the beautiful embroidered wall hangings straw beds piles of bowls and woolly hats and a small television hanging out in the corner Seeing that TV really blew my mind because I, I thought, where's the electricity coming from? I don't, I yeah. don't get it. I don't understand. I'm, I'm
0: yeah, I don't, I don't know, obviously. But yeah, like it is it was pretty, pretty, um pretty, I don't know what the word is. Surprising, I guess, Jarring, to see it there.
1: juxtaposing, sort of modern mm, day. I don't know. I think,
0: I think it's hard, obviously, to not like put our own ignorance onto this because obviously we don't you know you you look at you don't want to your mind immediately puts people in a box doesn't it immediately Mm. is like oh these people live like you know a um an existence that's nothing to do with the modern world when in actual fact the reality is always like there's always nuance um things are never black and white um, although that TV may well have been, I don't know. <laughs> it was. <one>. But um, <laughs> I don't
1: know. Was it on? I don't remember it being on. Actually, it, it, it even could have been on. And I think I remember asking, mm. and they said, "Yeah, it comes from the aerial." But I was still like, "But you need electricity and wiring, and yeah. where is this all
0: coming I think, well, from?" I don't know. If it, I don't
1: know. Maybe maybe
0: they did have. Maybe some, they had like a, a generator, generator or something. Yeah, they must, yeah, I didn't
1: see a generator. Maybe it was covered in reeds. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was made maybe. Of reed. Yeah, maybe it was a reed generator. <laughs> um, no, kind of back to back to your point about not wanting to put cultures in a box. I mean, we you know learned that their way of income as well was to create things from the island and go and sell them in the mm. neighboring islands, and um, mm. like the cities of Puno and also like the tourist traffic as well, um, mm. which sadly has left to more and more people leaving their reed their reed island life and their culture to go and earn more money in more urbanized mm. societies, which is mm-hmm. quite sad, but. It's a whole thing, I mean, it's isn't sad. It? It's
0: it's understandable, it's but understandable, it's like it's a yeah.
1: problem that you find everywhere exactly, in the world. Isn't yeah, it? it's like, not just it's a problem we find here the... in the UK.
0: Like, yeah, no, of course, but it's a it's just a situation of like you know when it's globalization really is what's caused it is that people you know want want a piece of the pie you Mm -hmm. know they want they want to go where the action is go where the jobs are and then that's like a vicious circle so it happens
1: yeah you see it a lot it's definitely not one one to judge it's just it's just that's the way things are going it's just like on one side it's sort of sad to think that that demise Mm. but on the other hand how can you blame them
0: No. no no exactly no um, but not
1: that we thought about any of this at the time, because we were... <laughs> I was just more like, why is the TV there? That uh, We were just we got bundling around. We? I remember that. <laughs> we got all the yeah. outfits on and, and dressed up. And I think that's in the next bit here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just telling it all at once. It wasn't long, though, before, for the second time in 24 hours, Peruvian embroidered blouses, skirts and hats were being thrown over our usual attire for fun photos and Trevor's camera was being fired in all directions um oh. you ha- i mean it's not surprising. do you remember that I-, I actually more remember buying something from there which i think oh, looking back was about 100 pounds uh i still have it really? to this day oh yeah. yeah of course you bought that cushion cover didn't you and the blanket was it a wall hanging oh and a blanket yeah so They had this gorgeous red background um, wall hanging and it had the sort of bottom, middle part and top part and where this sort of the sea, the mountains and the sky uh, had been depicted through animals. So I think it's got like a snake for the bottom. It's got like pumas for the top and like an eagle. Yeah. Um, And just the hand you know the hours and hours it must have taken to create something Mm. so beautiful and something so authentic um I just really knew I wanted and I thought I felt kind of good to buy that knowing that that money would go straight back to them as well and their Mm. you know yeah their economic sustainability uh and I still Mm. have it and I look forward to putting it up in my forever home at some point whenever that will be but I I look forward to having that somewhere yeah
0: um I do remember that. Yeah. And one thing I was going to just ask you Mm. if you also remembered is, we obviously haven't mentioned it here because, you know, I never think to mention things that are actually interesting. But um, there was a whole little area where they kept guinea pigs. And I remember it being like they had these little sort of cone shaped little houses for the guinea pigs. And I remember looking at them and being initially being like, oh, guinea pigs. And then obviously I was like, oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> They're not pets. Because obviously like it's 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 a kind of well known that guinea pig is a, you know, it's one of this sort of like traditional foods. It's like the Western mindset
1: of, oh, it's a pet, you know. It's yeah, but obviously animal. that's.
0: Yeah, obviously that just is a bit silly. So like, it's, it's just a different, you know, a different animal to um, what's,
1: read? I mean, no, I'm just my face have screwed up concentration. Do I remember? Mm. Um, I remember seeing guinea pigs at other points of the trip, but not I, I don't remember on the read. <laughs> it must have resonated more with you than it did me. Oh, I think I have a.
0: I think I have a picture of them actually. Oh, but um, I do remember seeing them because I used to have guinea pigs when I was a kid. So I think that's probably. Oh yeah, that that would make sense. And I was like, oh, guinea pigs, and then I was like, oh no, (laughs) Those guinea (laughs) pigs are destined (laughs) for the plates. (laughs) Uh Um, yeah, but you know, I mean, I I am as a vegetarian. I you know don't personally eat meat, but any meat that's like grown and um produced sustainably absolutely fine get off you go and the fact that it's guinea pigs shouldn't be different from the whether it's chickens or whatever oh yeah um yeah, yeah, i guess yeah. it was just a little bit like oh because <laughs> they are quite oh, cute God, it's like but it's know, like in
1: south korea when when i see petitions on facebook like you can't kill dogs and eat them for me it's like well what do we do with yeah. other animals as well i know <sighs>
0: i i have quite specific feelings about it but i'm not gonna preach them now <laughs> <laughs> because you know like i just think I mean, my specific feelings are generally that, like, an animal is an animal. So, you know, if you feel one way about it, why not feel that same way about a cow or whatever? But anyway, anyway, we're not here for that. (laughs) Oh, dear. We're not here to hear my thoughts. I can tell you what we are here to hear, Mm -hmm. your side of the blog. That is what we are here to hear. And here to hear, to hear, I
1: will (laughs) hear. To me, to you, you to hear, to her.
0: To To me, to you, and I will read it. Okay. (laughs) Upon our arrival back at the Puno Hotel, Ruben revealed to us that he had no specific activities planned for us that afternoon and left us wholly to our own devices. Whilst most, oh, sorry, I had a little, a, a little bit of a lisp there. <laughs> <laughs> While uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll try again. Whilst most other people decided to head to the Co- Cacao Museum and soak up some culture, Rachel and I hit the internet. Of course we did. Mm-hmm. Of course we bloody did. Because we were like, culture? Nah.
1: <laughs> Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> Yarp. <Narp>. Yarp. <laughs> that was about our brain sizes back then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> After a few hours of hanging around on Facebook, oh, I was spot on, we headed back to our room where I decided to make the most of the spare time and did a bit of skanky backpacker clothes washing in the sink in our bathroom. Yeah, I thought I'd just like, quickly just chat briefly about this. But like, when you're backpacking... There's not always facilities to wash your clothes and they're not always, if there are, they're not always there at the time you need them. And obviously I'd built up a little collection of gross clothes <laughs> along the way. And like if there's no sort of like washing facilities or whatever, mm-hmm. um, sometimes what you do end up doing is washing your clothes in the sink. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what sort of washing powder um, equivalent we used, maybe hand soap or something equally i think we bought more
1: underwear as well on this point oh right, yeah i think we did <laughs> that and i couldn't find any so i was like right well we just have to hand wash the ones that we have
0: <laughs> yeah
1: i remember doing it it's something we had
0: to do every now and then but anyway knowing
1: even as i did so
0: that there was no chance of it drying in the, in the one night we were staying in puno i hung my stuff over the shower rail and pressed on with my life this involved getting ready for a nice slap-up meal with everyone that evening, as well as yet another, you-got-it, Reuben surprise! <laughs> I wonder what it was! <laughs> it turned out that this would be the historic meal whereby many of the group immersed themselves into the culture and sampled some Peruvian classic dishes. Rach decided to play it relatively safe and go for an alpaca pizza.
1: Mm-hmm. Lisa,
0: Danielle, and a few others went to town with alpaca steaks. Brave Trev ordered the squeal inducing, uh, and I'm so sorry, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I think it's like um, which is guinea pig, uh, which was served complete with head in a ferocious biting position, <laughs> adding a macabre tone to the <laughs> meal as a whole. Yeah, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> Even I in my newfound vegetarianism, ventured down the cultural route and ordered traditional flan for dessert. Rachel and I and our appetites were in luck this particular night also, as Reuben had massively overordered, leaving a nice pile of chips for us to consume in our usual shameless fashion. Mm. Yeah, just like <laughs> harking back to what we said on our first night in Peru. This became Rachel and my MO for the entirety of the <laughs> tour, where we would just eat everyone's leftover food at the end of
1: the meal, regardless of whether or not we were still hungry. Um, Which is gross, yeah, that but even is... in COVID times is more gross. Like it really turns my stomach to think we even did that. (laughs)
0: well you know i i go down the route of at least there wasn't any food waste yeah um that's very how was your alpaca pizza Uh,
1: my alpaca pizza has served as a pretty pretty not good story but it always comes in as a handy answer to what's the weirdest thing we've ever eaten and it would mm. be alpaca pizza which usually gets the usual surprise amongst the group the oh um <laughs> but i don't remember it tasting any different and i don't think i ate alpaca before or since that that moment i just no. felt quite bad about it but I thought well, you know I'm here I'll sample the the cultural cuisine I'm here for that mm-hmm. but it's not something mm-hmm. I want to continue with um I think no, you know, it's quite difficult ones. to find in Tesco yeah. so. <laughs> it's a bit yeah it's not quite local to that to the old Tesco um mm. but it but I think I I think I don't know it was just like any other pizza like it could have tasted like chicken which I realized is such yeah. a cliche line but that's really what it tasted like yeah
0: of course I think it's like hard obviously in that format isn't it Mm. when it's in like little chunks and it's been like cooked onto a pizza it's not really gonna like be it's it's absolute finest moment no not very much how was your meal I don't remember what I ate other than the flan but the flan was pretty fine it was I feel like it was quite moist (laughs) (laughs) but I do have such strong memories and I think it's also because we have a picture of it but I have such strong memories of that guinea pig head where it was literally like open mouthed and its little teeth were sticking out. And I remember just, and I think like they kind of, I don't want to use the word spatchcock, oh, but I have. (laughs) But I feel like that's the kind of, I think that's what it's called when you sort of like slice an animal or whatever down the middle and sort of open it out and cook it like as flat as possible. I think that's what spatchcock, I might just Google that because I don't want to be saying that if it's not true. But um spatchcock uh yeah no that is that's correct but it's usually it's usually for a a bird but um i would describe that this guinea pig as being served spatchcock style um yeah i we got some great pics of this night actually i remember i'm, I'm gonna yeah dig them out obviously for the instagram but i do i can call them to mind quite easily um and yeah, we got that really that fun picture of us both where our sunburnt faces were showcased in all their <laughs> glory. And I think the lighting was just at the the exact sort of lumens so that our face <laughs> was like really? the sunburn was really illuminated in the most gorgeous fashion. I do remember that pick quite clearly. I think it's the kind of one that nowadays you'd absolutely whack a filter on it and do all sorts, but
1: now nope. we have the original version. Mm-hmm as I say always unfiltered mm. <laughs> sound like an okay. organic page um yeah Ah, oh, guys we're at the fine the final paragraph oh.
0: the eagerly awaited Ruben surprise turned out to be some amazing dinner entertainment in the form of traditional dancers after the first dance and accompanying panpipe tunes they skipped merrily off to rapturous applause only to return in completely different costumes just seconds later this sequence of events progressed in much the same way as the pancakes that
1: morn. <laughs>
0: Why? Why did I make that connection? So bloody weird. I don't know. Such a strange pancakes mind I had. On the brain. Yeah. The costumes becoming more and more remarkable as the night wore on. Eventually, however, the dancers had finally danced themselves out, been heartily tipped by everyone in the restaurant, and the Peru crew were strolling back to the hotel for a good night's sleep to prepare for the seven-hour coach to Cusco the next day. There we go, that's the end. So, yeah, we had that lovely meal with those dancers, yeah, I remember their costumes were really
1: quite yeah, they were quite very, incredible were stunning, and we had some photos with them, and that's when we got the photos with us looking sunburnt um
0: I think also like at one like the women obviously were dressed, you know, they looked lovely as you know women are always made to do, but the men were wearing these like metal kind of full face masks wow god Do you remember no that? i don't i remember Ooh. this from a picture and we've got a picture of i don't know i can't remember if like kind of it's squid game
1: esque
0: literally yes <gasps> i will find these pictures Whoa. i promise you but um there's a picture that comes into my head and i i can't remember if it's just me or both of us with this guy um and he's like obviously got his arms around us and his terrifying metal mask and we're just smiling a sort of
1: smile of sort of thinly veiled fear oh my (laughs) god i have no memory of this wow i look forward to do we have this picture we do have it nice i'm gonna find it excellent photo bucket will serve that up (laughs) So Emily, we are now on to the section of best person we met slash favorite memory with a person that wasn't me or you. What was yours? <laughs> Hit
0: me. Oh, that will never make me God. not make me laugh. That incredibly long title. Um, yeah. So I think my best memory with a person that wasn't you was, yeah, I think the meal. I mean, obviously, like you were there, mm. but everyone was there. Um. And just the like, I just thought it was quite fun that we were sampling the local cuisine and everyone was getting involved and everyone's doing yeah. it in their own special way. Um And as a ve- vegetarian, it was really just amazing to sort of be like off the hook, as it were, to have to sample this stuff. Because obviously, like, I know obviously there isn't anything like as we've just talked about there's nothing inherently wrong with eating different kinds of meat or meat is meat but obviously when you're not used to eating meat such as alpaca guinea pig whatever you do it it does kind of slightly give you that little bit of a like sort of gross gross factor (laughs) because it's not meat that you're used to in your culture Mm. as would be the case you know if for a peruvian eating some of the kind of crap that we eat in the uk um and so everyone was a little bit squeamish and a little bit nervous but obviously as a vegetarian i had a free pass to just be like "Ha i'm just gonna watch you guys <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> um, um but yeah so i i i do have a uh, very fond memories of that meal i really enjoyed it Rach, what about you what was your favorite person or best memory with someone that wasn't me um
1: okay so when i was back on the reed island the lovely woman who had created by hand the wall art that i had described earlier um and not that we said anything but i remember really having that good feel to buy it and um you kind Mm. of know me quite well like i'm not someone who would buy something so spontaneously so so quickly um but even though this was quite an expensive purchase, I knew it was like an investment piece, something I knew I wanted in my life for the rest of my life, wanted this piece. And so when I bought it, I just remember her really smiling. And I remember feeling like, oh, like she's must've worked so hard on this. And mm-hmm. I feel really good about mm-hmm. myself that I've bought such a lovely creation and knowing that I can take it home and I actually have room for it. And I, I can, and I did feel like I was giving something back at that moment um mm. and she just had such a genuine smile on her face um and oh. I know I was a paying customer to her and just like another tourist but for me it was it was a wonderful little moment so that was my favorite oh
0: that's lovely it's nice when you feel like a connection to someone yeah
1: and that that kind of stays with you every time you look at that yeah that thing that you've bought that's, yeah that's that's how it felt um and I didn't feel that's pressured really nice. to get it at all it was something I I no. didn't know I wanted until I saw it um oh, yeah that's really lovely cheers mate
0: love that um so the lessons we learned what did you learn
1: what did you learn what today? did you learn
0: what did you learn the lessons we learned <laughs> So, <the lessons. laughs> i like that. <laughs> uh, I love that we create new jingles every episode and maybe we should have some sort of continuity but nope, nah, that's not our no, bag we don't do that <laughs> just that dance song but dun,
1: dun. that is that is a rip-off
0: we're going to have to tm that at some point oh we're going to have to God, like okay. <laughs> we're going to get in some sort of trouble we're going to get we're going to get in hot ha- water <laughs> um
1: anyway do you, oh should i ask you first um yeah but or i did just give first? my answer so i'm quite happy asking you first okay okay so um what was it the lessons we learned the lessons you learned um what, <laughs> just ruined the original there uh, what did you learn for Christ's sake what did you learn for god's for sake god's what did you like. learn what's the little reflection <laughs> card we have got <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I sort of, as usual, went on a bit of a little thought tangent with it, and like we have kind of touched on this a lot already. But um, the whole like e- eating different foods from different cultures is um, is an interesting one because when I well, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, but I used to work at Lonely Planet. When I worked at Lonely Planet, I was in charge of this um, Instagram story series that we used to do. So we had like a specific Instagram it. channel that was called Lonely Planet Food. And um, that was basically to just share any content we have. Like we had quite a lot of books that were about food. And so it was like a marketing tool for that. I was in charge of this series that I, of my own uh, creation (laughs) and conception called Monday Munchies, which essentially was like, obviously I worked in an office with like, you know, near nearly a hundred people. And they were all obviously travel enthusiasts, so there were all there was always always uh food around the office from various different trips that people had been on. Oh, people so brought cool. food back from various different countries. So I devised this series whereby I like picked my colleagues at random and kind of filmed them trying these different um delicacies. Mm film their reaction cut it into an incredibly amateur um little instagram story that i used to do and sit there for fucking hours on my phone like (laughs) anyone that that looked at me at that job would have been like she is absolutely just doing nothing but i (laughs) promise i was just doing instagram stories (laughs) um and so a lot so after we'd done it for a while it started to occur to me that i was like i don't know how problematic this is because it's essentially just like you know by virtue of Lonely Planet's terrible diversity policy, most of my colleagues were white, and it was essentially just white Western people trying food from largely, you know, like Asian countries and being guilty. like, disgusting. <laughs> "Oh, disgusting!" yeah, guilty, Tony, and being like, "Oh, mm-hmm. oh, that, oh, that tastes, oh, that's." You know, like, they, like you know, sometimes they liked it, but often it was more just like kind of, oh, that's horrible. And I was like, I'm not sure that this is actually OK, because obviously, like, that's that is factually what happens if you try food that you're not used to when you go traveling. Sometimes it can be quite um, unpalatable to you. But of course, like, that's just the difference in culture and the difference in what you've grown up with and the difference in what you've normalised. And so I think, like, obviously, I did kind of make this point just just earlier, but it kind of just got me thinking about, like, when you are trying different foods when you're travelling, obviously, by all means, have your authentic reactions, but... Um, I don't know I don't really know what my point is here I don't really have a point no, it's <laughs> just, just like rambling. a kind of an open but, discussion um, no
1: it, I, I guess I was yeah, something that, like an,
0: another line of inquiry um, I
1: hooked on to my thought went is um sorry do you know all know that I lived in Thailand haven't mentioned it enough on the <laughs> podcast but um when I would have what? when um the children would be really excited to get me to try things I go, oh Ms. under you're not trying mm. it you got to try it got to try it um and when i did if i pulled a face they actually found it funny they thought mm. oh well because they had a sense of like well we yeah. like it and this really funny watching yeah. you dislike it that's so cute yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, it's the yeah. same the other way around like and when they would describe something back in england and they found it or they didn't like it um mm. And they would pull that face and I would find it quite endearing, quite sweet. So I guess Mm. I would say that often like pulling a face of disgust is like, a way to be open and you're not saying that what they're having is necessarily disgusting it's just not on your taste like durian um is the least flavorsome fruit i've ever tasted it does taste like dying flesh um and it's not allowed <laughs> in many hotels or many public establishments because of the because smell, of the smell. <laughs> um i know i I'd never heard of the fruit before i went out there but um isn't
0: it very similar to Jack it fruit? is very similar no, to no, which, is, which is now everywhere yeah but
1: durians i mean uh, uh, yeah durian's its own thing like i haven't seen anything mm. durian fl- durian flavored in the western world but it is everywhere mm. i mean try it mm. go for it you might be one of the rare people that like it but bah. um <laughs> yeah but
0: as as a sort of remedy to this mm. problem for monday munchies yeah, yeah sorry. i yeah. ended up getting my um uh, my american colleague when they were when they were visiting yeah. one of my american colleagues i made her try marmite and I've never like that was that was the Monday Munchies episode where with the worst reaction like I've never seen anyone (laughs) react like that to anything in my life she was actually horrified (laughs) to her innermost core she was like how do you eat this? She's just like she could, at one point she had like she accidentally got some on her hand. She's like, "I don't even want it on my skin." She's like, <laughs>
1: "Okay, okay, okay. There are some rules it. when you're having Marmite. You've got to have it on very Oh, yeah, heavily she had butted. way too much. Oh no, yeah. oh bless her. That's not the I know. Reason. I told her that. I told no. her. I told her. I told it's a her. Condiment. But anyway, it needs like... to be treated like a condiment. Yeah. Um, yeah. no. I think that was
0: that was the worst. The second worst reaction was when I made uh, my colleagues eat Norwegian fish jerky. Um, that was, that was really quite vomit inducing. Oh. I think it was more the smell. Oh, yeah, that sounds really anything. strong.
1: Um, I mm. mean, the person that I know most of my life that loves Marmite is my friend Hannah from uni. And she is astounding with it. She will get, like, teaspoons on, on it and put it, like, pools of it in toast. Wow. And I just watch on in amazement, like, wow, like, I can't have yeah. that much. It has to be very thinly spread and mixed with a lot of butter. So it's like, hats off yeah. to Hannah. Like, she has the savoury tooth like no other being she talk. does i love i love marmite but i wouldn't i wouldn't pool it yeah yeah she's a she's a pooler she would take anyone on and then marmite love you go hannah you go clen coco
0: you <laughs> go hannah um anyway Rach, yeah.
1: what was the lesson you learned oh yeah we haven't even done that have we uh <laughs> um no yeah I, I just like a reflection a lesson of um, these cultures that you know you never thought even existed, and they have their own whole way of living. Uh, living, I, I didn't even know that back then because the internet wasn't as as wildly available to your fingertips as it is now. But I just had no idea that people would still to this modern day like live live on a pile of reeds and still sustain that lifestyle. It just really, really surprised me enough that it inspired some lessons that I did um in a school a couple of years later. Um and I did this whole kind of geography lesson with them and they had to pick these countries and they picked the Lake Titicaca they had no idea what it was but they absolutely loved learning about it and I loved being able to take that experience into the classroom it was one of like to my today like one of the best lessons I've ever done um I'm not quite sure what the lesson is I never feel like I know what the lesson is with it but it was (laughs) just another thing that expanded expanded my horizons and just to see that television set and you think wow like this is where globalization has got to us and this in this Point. um and yeah just really thought far flung corners of the world and I felt very privileged to be there and very uh yeah very happy to be there as well so I wanted to soak it up mm. do you have any thoughts on that Em
0: <laughs> um yeah <laughs> um do you want my
1: thoughts do we have time oh you can try it <laughs> you can
0: Try. It. <laughs> um yeah for sure I think like it it really was quite eye-opening wasn't mm. it to go there and and see that this is a uh, you know a way of life for people and yeah it was it was fascinating it really was fascinating kind of the same vibes as uh, we were talking about in the last episode with like a uh, traditional culture and being and it being can be performative for tourists and but if and it- that's a stream of income but does it kind of compromise that it yeah all of those issues are still still very very relevant um, but I d- yeah I mean it was it was really amazing for us to see like i guess i can't really deny that like it was it was really really cool and um yeah i had no idea either and when when they said to us like oh they live on islands made of reeds i had no idea that they were just floating mm. i had no idea that they were just like bales of reeds and mm. um, bundled up and floating on the lake and i think to see that in real life was absolutely mind-blowing really really cool yeah it
1: really was such an experience <laughs> such a visual experience for us both um, visual feast well um thank you emily for sharing your thoughts and your blog with us today and me taking half of it <laughs> <and> reading <laughs> thank you, out rachel for doing your bit of the podcast <laughs> that's all right um so thank you very much audience for listening uh, whether you have been listening to this on plane since i know that travel has opened up more which is really exciting or if you've listened to this whilst hoovering or feeding your chaffinch um <laughs> follow us share us at the same with a friend um follow us on instagram which is at gap year diaries podcast um stop by and say hey say hello send us a little message i mean do you have any stories and um, we keep asking for your stories guys we read it send us some stories we'd love to share some <laughs> um yeah we truly love hearing from you guys um the second bit is monday we have our usual poll um so our poll question is so look out for it is would you have sampled some guinea pig yes or no (laughs) we like to keep it very simple
0: (laughs) we like like to keep it yes or (laughs) guinea pig
1: or maybe some alpaca i don't know um yeah, so look out for that. And in the next episode, we will be arriving in the incredible city of Cusco, widely known as the gateway to Peru's ancient Incan attractions. Yeah, Cusco was... Yeah. yeah. I can't wait till we go to Cusco again. Yeah, Cusco was I loved fun. Cusco. Cusco was so fun. And so it's fun. It's amazing. Um, we haven't... I realised you know emily and listeners that we haven't spoken too much about the actual group but it does come more into its own as we go into the series <laughs> <laughs> yes we do they become more i think we just
0: get more comfortable with them don't we yeah especially when we start to do the inca trail oh, which yes. is coming up very soon <laughs> so i think we're going to cusco and that's where we do, that's where we leave to do the inca
1: trail from <laughs> so it's very exciting <laughs> The Uh, Inca Trail, Inca Trail. (laughs) Oh, God. Right. (laughs) Thanks, guys, and we'll see you next Thursday. Love you all. Bye bye. Thanks, guys. guys. Bye. Love you. Bye.